Today I'm speaking with the author of the book Modern Merlin. Her name is Lon. She's also a sacred geometry artist. And today we're talking about how if you understand the concepts of living in a unified field and connection to the divine, the law of attraction, and all these other concepts that can be scientifically explained, and when you embody and live from that place, how you can eliminate anxiety and stress and really live in a place of flow. So enjoy. Make sure to grab the official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It's filled with some of the best tools for inspiring your best life all absolutely free. Just go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to download yours now. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and welcome to Not Over Just Different, a podcast for women of a respectable age facing life's next new chapter. So grab a cup of tea and pour yourself a glass of wine and join me for some deep, real and candid conversations about everything from health, aging gracefully, relationships and how to make the next 50 years even better than the first. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast for this week. This week, we're going to be having a very um, esoteric kind of a conversation. My special guest is author Lon. From uh, Her book is called Modern Merlin. How are you, Lon? <laughs> I am great. How are you, Natalie? I am fantastic. Now, I love this subject because we're talking about um, – concepts and modalities and abilities and gifts that normally, you know, when we were younger, uh, we might have shunned, we might have hidden because, you know, the world wasn't ready, you know, for uh, to, uh, to understand these kind of, you know, different energies. But now I think the world has changed quite a bit. And, um, and so, you know, for, as you know, women of a certain age are, um, are most of the listeners that we have of the podcast. Um, we're also getting to that point in our life where we're like, okay, we've, we've done the, the nurturing and the, the wifing and the, the mothering and all that kind of thing. So now what is it that I want to do? What is, what is my legacy? What is my purpose? You know, what am I stepping into here? Um, so I, I want to start initially by just with you sharing your story, because you are one of the people that I'm talking about. You know, you had these, you know, abilities when you were younger, but then, you know, life and people and whatever get in the way. But um, but I think that there's a lot of people who are listening that will identify with your story. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I grew up in, in Holland, the Netherlands, and um, Holland is a very small country. And um, overall, the mentality in Holland is very down to earth. It's very much like, oh, just do normal, right? We don't do the fuzzy things. We don't do the flooring up things. And um, and as a child, I was already like really, really sensitive and probably very intuitive. But all that was not part of the, the, the concepts that my family was familiar with or in my country, the culture was familiar with. So as a child, I felt very um, strange. I felt very different and I felt very lost. And often I felt very scared because I would pick up so much information from the in-betweens right I would just pick it up by just um, connecting to people just by seeing them just by meeting them I could feel it in my body I could feel whether they were tense whether they were angry or sad or any of that and often I could even feel their physical pain because I would be so drawn you know I felt like oh I want to just put my hand there and I didn't even know why and whenever I try to to ask about this 
um, the answer usually was like, oh, that's you're just imagining it. You know, I mean, it's it's not real. Basically, the the understanding that I, the feedback that I got um, was that that it wasn't real what I was experiencing. So I I hid it. I hid it. I spent a lot of time laying in bed and just kind of hiding from the world and being under my blankets and just being in my own imaginative fantasy world and um, not sharing it anymore with, with, with the outside world because it, it got rejected. And it took me a long time to, to really start stepping out and openly um, embrace it and, and talk about it and feel safe doing so. Yeah. And I think that we can all identify that, you know, we have, we can tap into our intuition. We can, you know, we, we maybe we pick up on the energy of others. Um, you know, for me, like I can't watch something like the news or some kind of violent shows because I'm so affected by it that I just, like, I can't. And I, and I don't know whether I would call myself an empath, but I would certainly say that that I have some kind of empathic ability there because, you know, I can't handle those kind of situations. And I'm sure that, you know, there's a lot of people that, that you know, can identify with that as well. And uh, and I think that when, you know, we have these little hits sometimes, we have these little intuitive hits, it's too easy for us to discount it and go, oh, that can't be right. Or, you know, why would I have this ability? But really we all have the have the potential to tap into these kind of abilities. Right, right. And 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 what if it would be so that that as human beings we are evolving to a point where we all get so sensitive that we cannot um we cannot be around violence. We cannot do violence. We cannot see it, but we cannot cause it either. I mean, isn't that would be ideal, right? That would take us into a world where we actually are all kind to each other and we can see each other as, as human beings and we can tap into that compassion and empathy. So I, I feel like we're actually moving in the right direction. And what, what I was always told and what a lot of, uh, of us are told, like you're oversensitive. I, th- I think like, no, we're not. That's actually how we should be. I think everybody else is just numbed out and just, you know, they're, they're focused on an external and they don't even really know how to tap in and, you know, tune in to what they're feeling inside. I think we should be disturbed if we see violence. We should feel it in our hearts, right? We should be sitting like, oh, I can't watch that. Like, why would that be normal? Yeah, no, exactly. And so with Modern Merlin, uh, you actually talk a, a lot about all these different modalities, all these different concepts that that are, you know, existing in the world right now that, you know, we could possibly, you know, already identify with, that we could already, you know, see ourselves in. So tell us a little bit about, you know, the the motivation behind writing the book and some of the concepts that you have in there. Right, yeah. Um, well, because I, I became a sacred geometry artist and I became known for my sacred geometry art. That is how you and I initially years and years ago also connected because we both felt so... Um, drawn to sacred geometry and I created these images and you were really aligned with it. And over the years, I learned that sacred geometry is, is why we feel so drawn to it is because it speaks to us on a very deep soul level, Mm -hmm. right? Our intuition just kicks in because there's no rhyme and reason behind it, why it would evoke so much emotion or so much um, thought 
or different ways of thinking. So I started on that path of like, so what's going on? You know, what happens when we tip tap into that part of us that can pick up on other things? And I realized like we are still operating collectively from a paradigm that is so three-dimensionally based. Very, And when I say three-dimensional, I mean it is based on the external. It is based on what we see around us, the stuff, right? Our bodies, our cars, our, our clothes, the way we look, um, all that stuff. We don't really collectively pay a lot of attention to the intuitive inner world, like what comes to us through our visions, our dreams, our, our thoughts, and, and the, the fun thing is that science by now has actually gotten to a point where we can say that everything is energy. Like we are all made of energy and even our thoughts and our feelings and our dreams, our intentions, all of it is energy, right? So what we think and what we feel and what we intend matters. It can literally start becoming form, tangible form, if we stay in that place. So I just realized, like, we have to shift that paradigm. Like, how cool would it be if, if our children in schools, and I know this is right up your alley, right? Like, if in schools we start at an early age valuing what kids feel and not just valuing how they perform. Right. I mean, that would make such a difference. We would create different human beings, different adults, and that would eventually help us to create, a, again, a kinder and a more compassionate world. Yeah, absolutely. So I, yeah, so what I do in Modern Merlin is I, I take all these concepts that are at the foundation of our belief systems, like what is reality and how do you know if something is real? Like what is time? And, and, and how come that everybody feels like time is speeding up? Like, what's going on, right? What is, what is three-dimensional versus multidimensional? I mean, we hear talk about multidimensionality a lot, but what does that mean? And how do you tap into it? And how do you know where you are, right? Um, law of attraction, I go into that. Um, so I just take all these things that, that could be very scientific, and they are, but I hopefully put it in a way in words that is really easy to understand. Because, mm. you know, and I think that, uh, you know, if anyone's been following me for a while uh, and, you know, and this is a very, you know, common, you know, co well, much common knowledge now is that, you know, we are part of this unified field, this right. field of infinite possibility. Um, and I know, I know my life changed drastically when I understood that concept. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So I'm, um, it's everything is energy. So we're all kind of connected. But if I'm resonating at a certain frequency, then whatever is a match that frequency is going to move through the field and be attracted into my energy as well. You know, which is the basics, you know, the scientific basis of the law of attraction. But when you understand that, like when you truly understand that and you can embody that and you live life from that knowledge, then you realize that you don't have to hustle and grind. You know, you don't have to force things to happen. You know, you can, you know, have your intentions, you can have your goals, you can visualize, you can see where you're going, and then things will, as you start to take action, start move towards those things and, and become more of an energetic alignment, then, you know, things sort of, sort of come into our sphere. 
Um, and so, like, how do you live? Like, how does that change? Like that knowledge, how does that change your life? What? How does that change your life experience? Oh, it took away the anxiety. Mm. Right. It, it took away my fear. I, I, I live, and I get goosebumps just saying that out loud right now. Um, I live in trust. And whenever I, I lose that trust, I know I'm, it's time for me to go inward more. I meditate more. I go outside more. I, may, I make sure that if I feel um, imbalanced in the, in the external world, that it's time for me to take care of my inner world because I have control over that. And as long as I feel like I am in, in entanglement, in co-creation with the universe or with a higher power or spirit or how, whatever you want to call that, it means that there's always something I can do. I just have to pay attention, right? I have to pay attention to what shows up in my life, who shows up. Um, I can be like Sherlock Holmes all of a sudden and start discovering the patterns like you know, if something happens over and over or a certain person with a certain characteristic comes into your life and it happens over and over, then it's like, oh, cool, this happened before. Now I can start figuring out what it is in my thoughts or my words or my actions that makes that attract, mm -hmm. right? So then I can do something. So it gave me empowerment and it gave me so much more inner peace, just trusting that, it will it will flow as long as I stay in alignment with myself. Things will just flow. Yeah. So way yeah. less anxiety. And especially during a time like we're experiencing now, <laughs> you know, ah. the the entire world is going yeah. through a pandemic right now. Ah. But not everyone's experience of that is the same. It's interesting what you said before, like how we are all connected. And, and the easiest way that I always explain it is like if you just um, – just envision yourself, um, you have a bubble around you, your energy bubble. And that bubble is made up out of the thoughts that you think and the feelings that you have, right? It's what your mind generates in thoughts and what your heart generates in feelings. And those two together makes up the flavor, the frequency of the bubble around you. Mm -hmm. So if you meet somebody else, they have their own bubble, right? That is made up out of their their thoughts and their feelings. So then when you get closer to each other, you can easily see that those bubbles at some point are going to overlap, right? And that's how we pick up on each other. So what's happening right now in the world where so many people are um, stressed or anxious or confused and kind of lost is like we have a lot of bubbles out there that have that flavor, so, and it all influences each other, right? That's why it's so, it's such a strong signal right now, because as soon as you come, um, especially in groups, then it, it just amplifies because there's so many people that are feeling that way. Yeah. And, and it, you don't have to physically being each, in each other's, um, you know, uh, geographical place for mm -hmm. you to still pick up on that energy. Right. That's getting yeah. that's getting infiltrated through the unified field. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we're getting more sensitive to it, right? Because we're evolving. So we're picking it up faster and faster. And so on one hand, the time that we are living in right now is incredibly exciting because because things do manifest, you know, are able to come into our lives so much quicker. But on the other hand, it comes with a sensitivity as well. And it comes almost with like a, an accountability and a responsibility, 
right? We can no longer hide between like, oh my gosh, these circumstances are horrible in my life and poor me, because now we know like, well, there's something you can do though, which is not to say that you can always control your circumstances. We cannot, but we can control how we deal with those circumstances and how we approach them. So, yeah, I always say that uh, that we don't have we don't have control over the external situations, but what we do have control over is how we choose to see it, how we choose to respond, yeah. Yeah. Um, and how long we allow it to affect us moving forward. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because some of us are still tethered to stuff that happened thirty years ago. You know. Yeah. Yeah. still influencing us now. So. A great a great example was my father, um, and, and he is not on this airplane anymore, but he said until the day he died, he was convinced that my favorite color was red. And that was because sometime, I don't know, I was probably five or something, um, at some point my favorite color was red. And he was still tethered to that, that story and that vision or that whatever, that image that he had of me and he always felt like, well, but that's who you are. And so he would always talk to me, uh, you know, in that manner as well. Mm-hmm. And it was such a good example of like, I got so stuck in his story. It was very hard to grow beyond his story because he would just emphasize like, well, yeah, but I know my daughter. And I would go like, but it's not who I am anymore. <laughs> so Yeah. Now, and it's interesting because it does affect it affects our relationships, our relationship to ourselves, our relationship to others. Um, and especially the people that we know, but our relationship to the world at large. And I think that um, one of the best things that we can do, and you talked about going in, but I also think the other part of that is being able to shift into becoming the observer. So when we can be that, you know, if you've read The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Next to my bed. Yeah, he's like, who am I? He goes, I am the consciousness that is aware of my thoughts. I'm not my thoughts, I'm not my feelings, but I am the consciousness that is aware of that. So when we can kind of step into that place and then be able to, you know, emotionally detach ourselves from whatever is being that catalyst for us in the moment and go, okay, well, if I'm seeing it from this viewpoint, then what's actually going on here? And I think it's from that point that we actually get to do the healing, to understand, you know, the dynamics of what's going on and then to be able to make different choices on how we feel and how we show up in those moments. Right. I call it the eagle eye view, right? Mm. You just you, you go up in the sky and you take a look from above and then everything becomes smaller, but you also get a larger view of the bigger picture. Yeah, I love that. We talk quite a bit about self-love on this show. And I really can't go on without mentioning the importance of using self-love to help recapture the motivation and inspiration to live your greatest life. And I just so happen to have a very special gift just for you that can help you discover how to achieve your goals and rise above your limiting beliefs and tap into your limitless potential. It's my best-selling book, Never in Your Wildest Dreams. And if you'd like to receive a free copy, go to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash free book. And I promise you'll be glued to your seat all night reading the spellbinding stories of ultimate transformation. Again, head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash free book to claim your free copy. So let's talk about some of the, um, the different, you know, concepts that you do talk about in the book, you know, that, that have been around for, 
billions of years for <laughs> forever. Um, but that I think that some people may not necessarily be aware of right now. Okay. So, um, well, just our idea with magic, right? Just the concept of magic itself. It's such an interesting concept because we have all heard of it. And most of us are very fascinated with it. We love it when we read books about magic or we go to the movies, you know, Harry Potter, The Lord of the Rings. I mean, um, Star Wars, there's so many examples of where there is magic at the core of what draws us in. And I think the reason is because magic gives us the hope and the idea that we can change things the way they are, right? We can change our reality because that's what magicians do. Um, It's also very interesting to think about like what the definition of magic is, because magic is just a word that we give to things that we experience or that we can see obviously happening, but we don't have a logical explanation for it. And as long as we don't, we throw it in the box of, oh, but it must be magic, right? Right. Then when we look over the evolution of even human evolution, there were a lot of things that used to be magic that now have been proven by science. And now that we understand it, we took it out of the box of magic. So it's really good to um, to realize that, you know, magic is just something it's, it's, it will change all the time. So what I am just um, inviting people to realize through my book and the way I approach it is to say, like, we all have these magical abilities already inside of us to actually be of great influence and great contribution to our own lives because we understand now that we are energy and therefore entangled with that unified field that you are talking about, or if you want to call that spirit or the universe or God, right? There is a, there is an entanglement going on, a a co-creation if you want to. So, and that gives us the magical abilities to actually have an enormous amount of influence. Right. And so uh, with the book, you're, you're uh, explaining the science behind some of these concepts as well? I do. Yeah. In, 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 in lay terms, right? I, so I do talk about quantum physics, but I try to um, like bring it down to really easy, understandable language. And also with a lot of examples that go back to our own lives, like, oh, you have probably already experienced some of this in your life. And then you go like, oh, yeah, that's true. And I had to, you know, I had the honor to work on this book with a dear friend of mine, and she is a um, a college professor with a PhD, and she is in curriculum development. Her name is Diane Young, and um, her and I worked on this together. So, and she was always the, the mind part behind anything that I would bring up that was science based to make sure that what we're saying is correct but it's really simple. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at things like quantum, you know, quantum science and epigenetics and a whole of thing, you know, they're fascinating, um, but to be able to break that down into a, a, you know, very understandable format is, is exactly what you've done in the book, which is, which is fantastic. So what are you hoping readers, what, what are you hoping their experience is going to be when they read the book? I hope there's going to be um, these moments like how children have like, oh, excitement about discovery and, and 
And this incredible feeling of empowerment, you know, realizing like you're not stuck, you're never stuck. You know, you can always do something. I always say like, just move. If you feel scared, if you feel angry, anything, just get up and start jump up and down a couple of times or wave your arms or do something because if you move your body, you move your energy. If you move your energy, you move the way you feel. So there's always, so I want people to feel empowered and maybe get a better idea of why things are really the way they are. And then we can just work with a different, um, with a different model of reality and start forming our lives in a different way instead of right now we are all looking around externally to our leadership like tell us what to do and it really doesn't look that they really have all the answers either so maybe it's time to grab the steering wheel ourselves right yeah i love that and because i think for me you know living from that point uh it helps me to positively influence all the outcomes in my life you know, like yeah. I said, we are all going through a pandemic right now, yes. um, you know, and but our experience is different. Yes. So for me, it's like, well, I'm not going to concern myself about things I have no control over. You know, what I'm focusing on is how I'm showing up, you know, how I'm still fulfilling my purpose, how I'm, you know, in the mission and how I'm still, you know, showing up and helping people like uh, and how I'm choosing to see things. You know, I, I was talking to someone just earlier, actually a friend of mine who lives in Switzerland. We're talking about the difference between, you know, how the countries are handling the pandemic and the, in, the information and, and all of that. Um, and I said, you know, what I've come to believe is that I don't have the answers. I don't think anyone does. I mean, this is a whole new thing. Right. So, you yeah. know, we're all figuring it out as we go. Um, and I do understand that none of us are seeing the same information you know, depending on what we click on and the algorithms and all that kind of stuff. So for me, it's like, okay, I'm going to make choices that are, that are happy, that are, that are good for me, but I'm not going to force that onto anyone else. You know, I'm not going to make out that I think I know something that you don't and that I'm better than you and blah, blah, blah. And you're an idiot for not thinking the way that I do. Cause I understand how, like, again, the observer outside of the situation, seeing what's going on. Um, but Everything I do, I choose to do from a place because I understand how important energy is. I choose to do from a place of kindness and compassion. Yes. Like wearing a mask. Yeah. I'll wear a mask. I don't know whether it's effective or not, but I know that it, how it positively influences other people around me, especially my building where there's a lot of older people, how they feel safer, they feel better. So I do it from that place, yes. not from a place of, oh, my God, I've got to wear a mask. This is ridiculous. This is a form of control, blah, 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 you know. But again, you know, the concepts and things that you were talking about in the book help us to live from this place where we don't have to be in this high anxiety anymore. We do get to understand the bigger picture and we do understand how we can influence our energy and always have a choice so that we're not always at the whim of everything that's happening around externally outside of us. And especially, you know, exactly what you're talking about um of of that you are just gonna assume that every i mean if everybody would just do their best and if we would all realize that we're all doing the best that we can even our leadership and that nobody really has the answers 
then we can just look at each other and go like, wow, you were really trying. I can see that. Yeah. Right. And why don't you share with me what you picked up and I'll share what I picked up. And then maybe we can make a really great mix together and maybe we can make it work and maybe not. I mean, I don't think we've ever been in this place before in human evolution, right? With what's happening in our physical world in combination with what we now know that we are capable of causing and creating with our consciousness. So now it's up to us to put it together in a new way. right? And that's what I'm offering. I'm offering a new um, paradigm, a new belief system that will help us to bring it all together so it becomes integrated. Right regardless of what's happening outside of us. Right, right. Because there's always going to be something else, right? It's, it's, there's always going to be something. I mean, this was impacting the whole world, but at some point there's going to be something else. There's always going to be external things. There's always going to be changes. There's always going to be curveballs, mm-hmm. right? And I think the whole point is exactly what you're saying. I think the whole point is, is for us to learn how to keep that inner balance, and to live a life where we're actually feeling like we are genuinely happy and grateful that we, you know, ah. that when things come along that we, we're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rather than uh, derailing us from our, from our journey. <laughs> I was just saying that this morning to a friend on my morning walk we were talking about, I'm like, well, maybe we can look at it like everything is like a big puzzle and every, th- every time something happens to us or, or, you know, an experience or a person that comes in, you, and you go, you look at that piece of the puzzle and you go like, okay, where does, where does it fit? You know, it's like trying to make it all fit and keep on looking for the bigger picture also. And sometimes things don't fit and that's okay too. It's okay to say like, this is not my, not my cup of tea, not my jam. Right. But I'm thrilled for you that it is yours. Yeah, I know. I say not my circus, not my clowns. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I love that expression. <laughs> so, Lon, um, where can people get hold of the book? Tell us where we can and, and where they can connect with you. Yeah, my website is probably the easiest way, and my website is lon-art.com. Um, my book is, you can get it on Amazon as well. Um, and there's also an online self-paced course that goes with it that you can access on my website. And it will just take you kind of through the book with exercises and prompts and videos and meditations. And so through my website, um, and other than that, it is for sale on, on all the, the, the general like Barnes and Noble and Goodreads and, um, you know the places, yeah. Right, all the usual places. Yeah. So So that's lon-art.com. Correct. Uh, and you know, I love how you've put the little, you know, all the exercises and the and the things with the book as well, because like we said, you know, I think we all have an idea or an understanding that there is this field of infinite possibility, this unified field. Right. But actually embodying that information and living from that place is like life-changing and so to be able to add those different you know uh, exercises and things that people can do to really experience what that is and to understand that and really embody that I think is is so important so it is it's all practice right and and even I'm, I'm sure you agree with this even even for me yes I understand some of it and a lot of it and I'm sure that there is a lot that I still don't understand so even you know, it's it's an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing learning, evolving, and, you know, um, yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Lon. It's been an absolute pleasure welcome. chatting with you today. <laughs> thank you. 
Thanks for joining us today. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and haven't yet subscribed to our podcast, please go ahead and do so on iTunes or Spotify or go to mindmovies.com forward slash podcast so you don't miss an episode. Now, remember, new episodes are released every Monday morning and we'd love to spread the word. So after you've subscribed, be a great girlfriend and pass it on to a friend who will enjoy this too. And don't forget to grab your official Not Over Just Different Welcome Pack. It includes some of the best tools for inspiring your best life, all completely free. Head over to notoverjustdifferent.com forward slash welcome gift to grab yours today. Until next time, remember it's not over, just different. <laughs>